Welcome to our study of the book of Revelation. It's a video series that will help us beware and be aware of the signs and the events and the spirit of the times to be ready for the last day, the day of judgment, the reappearance of Jesus. But also as we wait, uh, it encourages us to be blessed, to not be afraid because we do belong to Jesus. Now, the church throughout all ages will encounter tribulation. It will be tempted to bow down to other gods. And when the church resists, uh, she will be persecuted. We do see this all throughout the scriptures. We've been talking about uh, Old Testament 101 for us to think biblically. So Daniel chapter 3 and Daniel chapter 6 gives us a picture of the church in exile under persecution and Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego are thrown into the fiery furnace and we're going to find in Daniel chapter 6 that Daniel is thrown into the lion's den and the message we'll find in Daniel 3 and 6 is the similar message to Revelate in Revelation chapters 1, 2 and 3. Be faithful, don't compromise, don't bow down why? Well, because we have Christ for us, Christ for his church, Christ with his church, Christ working in and through his church. So Daniel chapter 6 is the story of Daniel and the lion's den. Beginning at verse 4, it says, The presidents and the local governors sought to find occasion against Daniel as touching the kingdom, but they could find no occasion or fault because he was faithful, and there wasn't any error or fault found in him. And then these men said, well, we won't find any occasion against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of his God. So they go and they say, King Darius, live forever. All the presidents of the kingdom, the deputies, the local governors, the counselors, and the governors have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a strong decree that whoever asks a petition of any god or man for thirty days, except of you, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, they say, establish the decree and sign the writing that it not be changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which doesn't alter. So therefore, King Darius signed the writing and the decree. Now, Daniel hears about this, right? And he knew that the writing was signed, the text says. And he went into his house, uh, and his windows were open in his room towards Jerusalem. And he knelt on his knees three times a day and prayed, and gave thanks before his God as he did before. So nothing changes. No decree by the king, no rulers, um, no powers, principalities of this world are going to change what he always does to bow down and to worship the only true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So the king uh, hears about it. He's distressed by it because he had written this decree and it can't be altered. And uh, they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of the lions. And the king said to Daniel, your God, whom you serve continually, he will deliver you. In verse 17, it says, a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den. And the king sealed it with his own signet uh, and with the signet of his lords that nothing might be changed concerning Daniel. So you get a little image here, right? Can you think of another time where a stone was rolled and uh, there was a, a sign, a signet on it so that uh, it couldn't be moved or if it was or tampered with, people would understand? 
um, that someone had, uh, you know, come and moved the stone. Um, and so this sounds like a, a resurrection, right? Daniel has been thrown into the den of the lions, certain death from a human perspective, and a stone is uh, put across, uh, you know, this, uh, this covering. And now we await what's going to happen. Well, the king went to his play, a palace and he passed the night fast, fasting. He's deeply troubled, the text says. No musical instruments were brought before him and his sleep uh, fled from him. So he rose, interesting, very early in the morning. Can you hear, right? Very early in the morning on the first day of the week, the women, women run to the tomb. Very early in the morning, and it says here, the king went in haste to the den of the lions. Is Daniel alive? Isn't he alive? And when he came near to the den to Daniel in verse 20, he cried with a troubled voice. Uh, the king spoke and said to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, is your God whom you serve continually able to deliver you from the lions? And then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. My God has sent his angel and has shut the lion's mouth, and they have not hurt me, because innocence was found in me before him. And also before you, O king, I have done no harm. Here we have the angel of the Lord showing up again. Uh, we know the angel of the Lord as the crucified, but also risen Christ. So the second person of the Trinity, this uh, angel of the Lord, uh, continually reveals himself in the Old Old Testament. But he takes on human flesh, he suffers, uh, he dies, he's put into the tomb, the stone is rolled in front of the tomb, but on the third day uh, he rises. And those who come very come very early in the morning and they see uh, that uh, the, the tomb is empty, the Lord Jesus has risen. So we've often referred to this idea of death and resurrection. The church understands this in a far greater way. It doesn't just understand death in a physical way. It understands death in a spiritual way as well. So the old saying is born once, die twice. Born twice, die once. So if you're born once only physically, but you're not born again, then the scriptures talk about two deaths. A physical death, but the second death uh, is described in Revelation, an eternal death. But if you're born twice, if you're born physically, but also born again, born from above, then there's only one death, the physical death. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel face it, and they say, well, if we die, we die. Uh, but if not, the Lord will, uh, the Lord will protect us. For us, to die is Christ. Uh, to live, uh, to live as Christ, to die then is gain. Now you see this in Revelation chapter 20. Blessed and holy are those who share in the first resurrection. The second death has no power over them, but they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with him for a thousand years. So the church under attack, if we die, we die. But that's, you know, that's just a physical death. Because we have been born again, because we have this first resurrection, it says here, the second death, the second death has no power over us. Yes, we may die physically, but we do not die spiritually. So again, you have the souls of the martyrs throughout the book of Revelation crying out. 
These are the souls that rule and reign with Christ for a thousand years. So, born and born again. We have to make that distinction. Physically born, born again, born from above. Die, yes, physically, but what's the second death? The spiritual death. First resurrection and second resurrection. First resurrection is is, is having the gift of faith given to us so that we who are spiritually dead are now alive in Christ Jesus. And the promise that we will have the resurrection of the body as well. So back to Revelation chapter 1, verse 17. In this vision, John sees Jesus. It says, When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead, and then he placed his right hand on me and said, Don't be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead, and now look, I am alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death and Hades. Whoever hears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches, Revelation 2, verse 11 says. The one who is victorious will not be hurt at all by the second death. So, be faithful, right? Don't compromise. Don't bow down. That's the message of Daniel chapters 3 and 6 and the book of Revelation. Why? Because Christ Jesus is for his church. The angel of the Lord, the Messiah, is for his church. Crucified, dead, and risen, and now ruling and reigning. He's with his church. He doesn't abandon us. He walks in, in the flames and the fire of the furnace. He's also in the lion's den, so also is he with us. And this Jesus works in the church and through his church. So we're blessed, aren't we? Uh, we're told not to be afraid. Why? Why? because we do belong to Jesus.